Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we are in our third week of a new study through the Gospel of Mark. Last week, we aired an introductory message entitled, Why is Mark Remarkable? But the title of today's message is, Why is John Remarkable? Well, wait a minute. I thought you said we were preaching through the book of Mark. We are. There are four Gospels in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Each one deals with the earthly ministry of Jesus from a little different perspective, and each author's focus is a little different. Mark starts out with the ministry of John the Baptist, the forerunner of the Messiah, as foretold in the Old Testament. You may wonder, why is he so important to the purpose of Mark's gospel? Well, find out as you listen today and each day this week to the message preached by Pastor Jim Harris entitled, Why is John Remarkable? Well, John is humble. He doesn't play the games of the religious establishment of his day, never calls attention to himself. He lives simply. His life is uncluttered. But he's so captivating. He's so compelling. People are starting to ask, well, is he a prophet? Is he really the fulfillment of the prophecy that Elijah was going to come before the Messiah? Or, or could this guy actually be the Messiah? Whoever he is, they, they couldn't resist. Even though he doesn't preach in Jerusalem, even though people have to walk a day or two in most cases to meet John, he can't be ignored. Indeed, John the Baptist is a messenger of God, and that's why Mark cites Malachi and Isaiah to launch this boat. Now, in Isaiah's context, Isaiah is looking forward to the restoration of Israel to the land after her captivity, and then looking beyond that physical restoration to the time when God is going to take away her sins. Jesus is the one who came to die for the sins of God's people, and John is his forerunner. So he's connecting all of the, the flow of the plan of God here. Now he says, um, make straight the way of the Lord. The way of the Lord, in John's message, is the, the way of repentance. To make his paths straight is based upon the preparations that were normally done for the arrival of, a, of an earthly king. And when you apply that spiritually, it means preparing your heart to meet the king who is coming from heaven. Give the Lord an easy entrance into your heart, into your life, by admitting your need for him. Admitting that you need your sins forgiven. Admitting that apart from him you're dead and you need new life. Now, I called this point, do what God's Word says, to make a connection that we could, in a sense, follow the example of John the Baptist. Now, you're probably not the first prophet to come along in 400 years. You don't have a a, a Bible passage to tell you exactly what your purpose in life is. But in this case, um, though John had a -a one-of-a-kind role in all of history, 
We have a role to play, each one of us, individually. In your case, the role might not be as public, but it is as unique as you are. You know, God has a specific plan for you. It might not involve selling everything and moving to the desert, but He will accomplish it through you as you obey Him. Where do I get that? Well, there are many passages, but here's one of the ones at the core of that. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Uh, he says, looking at all of the the many witnesses we have, the many examples of men and women in the Old Testament who lived by faith. He says this, Let us also, just like they did, lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us. In other words, don't be tied to this world. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. There's a very specific phrase there, the set before us race. And the grammar of it implies there is a specific path that God wants you to follow. You say, well, I didn't get the postcard last week. What was I supposed to do? Well, fixing your eyes on Jesus. You fix your eyes on Christ. You strive with all your might by God's grace and the power of His Holy Spirit to be like Jesus. And trust me, God will get you where He wants you. There is a path for you to follow. Running the race begins at the starting line. And the starting line is the next point. John the Baptist was remarkable because he did what God's Word required. Secondly, I want you to not only follow his example of doing what God's Word says, but listen to his message, repent, verses 4 and 5 of, John, of Mark 1. John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And all the country of Judea was going out to him, and all the people of Jerusalem, and they were being baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins." Now, Mark, kind of the, the move-it-along gospel, doesn't give you as many details as are included in Luke and Matthew, but when you harmonize the, the gospels, you, you ascertain that Jesus was about 30 years old when He came on the scene. John the Baptist was a relative of His, and he was about six months older than Jesus, so this is roughly about 26 A.D. Now Mark just says, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness. Just shazam, he showed up. Uh, now Matthew uses a different word that, that implies the official arrival of someone important. So Matthew um, was adding a detail for the, the sake of the Jews, but he shows up in the wilderness. Now, why in the wilderness? What a strange place for the most important message from God in over four centuries. Why not a man from the line of the high priests? Why not the, the currently, currently serving high priest? Well, he was an apostate. Besides that, um, why not there? Why not, why not at the headquarters of everything Jewish in, in Jerusalem? He shows up in the wilderness because God is going to provide a Savior and a King who is completely beyond those things that man is doing. 
The, the religious system of the Jews in Jesus' day was corrupt. It was, a, it was a false works righteousness perversion of what God had revealed. Now today, if you were going to bring the most important message to mankind that had come in four centuries, um, you would probably send the most special messenger to someplace like Washington, D.C., or, or maybe you would have an announcement tour in Washington, D.C., and Beijing, and Moscow, and London, and you'd try to get the message around the most important centers of influence, right? Well, in those days, the Jews would have expected the messenger of God to come to the temple in Jerusalem, but John the Baptist came in the wilderness. What's he describing? Well, it's a huge area that if it were in America, we would probably call it the Badlands, the rolling Badlands in Judea. It's bounded on the west by what they referred to as the hill country. You know, the lowest place on earth is down at the Dead Sea, and as you would move toward the Mediterranean Sea, you'd go up into the hills. There you would find Bethlehem and Judea, or uh, Jerusalem, rather. This is all in the region of Judea. Uh, to the north of the wilderness is the verdant uh, Jordan Valley. No, it's not the one in Oregon, but uh, um, it is called the Jordan Valley, the Valley of the Jordan River, which flows from the Sea of Galilee up in north, up in the north, down to the the Dead Sea, which has no outlet, hence the Dead Sea. This um, to the south of this area is the is the Dead Sea, and the wilderness is this desolate area populated only by an occasional herd of sheep or goats which feed on the extremely sparse vegetation. It is miles and miles of rolling hills of essentially nothing. Uh, Rocks, snakes, and dirt are the main features. And it's interesting, Mark mentions God could raise up from Abraham. God could raise up sons of Abraham from these rocks. Uh, He he calls the, the scribes and the Pharisees who come out, you brood of snakes. Those are the only two object lessons he had out there, was rocks and snakes. And it's out there that Luke 3, 2 tells us that's where the Word of God came to John. You see, Jesus doesn't come to give a nice boost to your efforts to be good. He doesn't come to do touch-up on your life. He comes to provide complete forgiveness by dying in your place. He comes to take you and me who were dead in trespasses and sins and, and, and make you alive. He comes to make you new. And it's a, it's a new message. And it was started by John the Baptist when he just appeared in the wilderness. Like I said, Matthew uses the word to indicate the official arrival of somebody important. Mark just says he, he, he appeared with the coming of John the Baptist, something very significant begins. This is the close of the Old Testament era. The new covenant is launched with the uh, death and resurrection of Christ. We're in the final days now of the, of the Old Covenant, and something new is coming. Changes are imminent. Things are never going to be the same in Israel. Someone has now come who is the, be, the beginning of this big thing, and someone else is about to come who is really going to shake things up. God is stirring. His Spirit is at work and His very special messenger has arrived. John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness and what was he doing? Preaching. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.